Deuteronomy 22 is Moses reciting a variety of laws, and some of which seem to have no connection uh, to the others. And the one that we pick up this morning is in verse 6. If you come across a bird's nest on the road, whether in the tree or on the ground, and the mother is on top of her young or on her eggs, you may take the young, but do not take the mother from the young. Leave the mother alone and let her go, and it will go well with you, and you will live a long life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Be seated, please. One of the principles by which great rabbis in Jesus' day, including Jesus, I believe, interpreted Scripture, was a principle known as first use, which is whenever you come across a Scripture, you look to see your, uh, when has this uh, Scripture Or when has this phrase or uh, this particular uh, linking of words happened before? And you try to go back uh, to the meaning there, and that helps you in the current meaning. So we come to this passage about a bird and her eggs or babies in a nest. And the instruction, though, ends with a promise that says if you'll do what God tells you to do with this mother bird, then it will go well for you. And you will live a long life. Have we ever heard that promise before from God in a commandment? If you think back, that's really the promise that gets tied with the fifth commandment. Honor your father and mother. And it will go well with you and you will live long in the land. And so apparently, there's some sort of tie between the way we treat birds and their baby birds and the way we treat our moms and dads. Now, it seems a bit far-fetched to me. I have many friends who enjoy birds and enjoy animals, and I have three pets myself. But never have I thought that there was a direct correlation between the way I treated um, birds and the way I treat my parents. So I thought, I'm going to look into that and just see if there's anything more to learn about this. Well, one of the things apparently the rabbis did is that they believed that this commandment taught that all of God's commandments were important, even if they only had to deal with a bird and her eggs. In fact, the rabbis in Jesus' day would break commandments down into like two major categories, light commandments and heavy commandments. And as you might guess, the heavier were the more important. And the illustration they used was this. A heavy commandment is honor your father and mother. A light commandment is uh, leave the mother bird even if you take the eggs. And in fact, Jesus may have this in mind when he's talking on the Sermon on the Mount. And he says, whoever teaches people not to obey the least of the commandments will be least in the kingdom of heaven. Another way we might say that is whoever teaches people not to obey the light commandments will be light in the kingdom of heaven. So maybe one of the things that God is saying through Moses is, look, all of the commands are important. And so that's why I'm sticking a promise on the mother bird one, just like I stuck a promise on the honor your earthly father and mother commandment. That's possible. Other people say, no, what's going on here is we're trying to teach people compassion for all living things, whether they be human beings or whether they be uh, birds or other sorts of animals. And uh, rabbis who think that go back to Leviticus 22 where, where God says that on a day that you kill a sheep 
or a cow, you are not to kill their children, their young, on the same day. Sort of teaching people uh, compassion uh, for um, the animals and uh, their children. Though I think some of the rabbis argue back and say, how compassionate is that? I mean, you're killing them either way, just on different days. And others say how compassionate it is to a mother to take her babies away from her or her eggs away from her. So some doubt that that's what's going on here. But it's possible. Another possible thing that's going on here is just reminding us that our resources, whether they be land or water or chickens, are very important. And we need to respect our resources and use them in a way uh, that allows us to have resources in the future. Let me put it another way. If you kill all the chickens, you won't have any eggs. So if you take all the mothers, there'll be nothing left for you to eat. So some uh, uh, scholars argue that what uh, we're being taught here by Moses is just be responsible in, in the way that you uh, treat animals so that we'll always have eggs in the future. There are other texts in the Torah that uh, tell you to be careful about the land. In fact, every seventh year you were supposed to uh, leave the land alone, let it be fallow, so uh, it would uh, bear good crops in the future. So one of the things that apparently people are being taught is be responsible with all the resources that God has given you. There's, there is in the scripture a reverence for all creation, for land, for plants, for water. For people, all of it is valued in the eyes of God. And part of the reason that it is valued is we're told that when God created everything, land, plants, animals, God said that it was good. And if it's good, then it behooves us not to abuse plants, animal, water, people, but to treat them with reverence and respect. In fact, Paul picks up this theme in Romans 8 when Paul says all of creation is groaning, waiting for God to put everything back in the right order. Because God does care about everything, whether it's the little birds or whether it's our parents, our mother and father. They are all significant to God. And so we treat all living things and we treat the land itself with great respect. In fact, it could be in our modern sense that uh, the very first person to share an inconvenient truth with people about the future would have been Moses himself. He, he may have been the first environmentalist for reminding us that what we do with God's resources is very significant. So that's possible. But then every rabbi would tell you the obvious tie is the most important tie. And the obvious tie is this. Take care of the mother bird. Even if you take the babies, you'll live long and uh, you'll have a good life. Honor your father and mother, you'll live long in the land, you'll have a good life. Obviously, Moses intends for those two things to be tied together so that somehow, I think one of the things that God is saying, this whole family business is very important to God. The well-being of parents, the well-being of children is very significant to God. In fact, we're told that when the Messiah comes, before the Messiah will be someone like the prophet Elijah. In fact, they even call him Elijah. And you'll recall that Jesus comes along and said that John the Baptist was Elijah. But one of the things that this Elijah will do, according to Malachi, at the very end of the Old Testament is this uh, prophet will turn the hearts of the children to the parents and the hearts of the parents to the children. So that family relationship, whether it's among animals 
or among people is of high significance to God. In fact, the theme gets picked up a number of times by Jesus. One time Jesus is in an argument with people and he says, you know the commandment, honor your father and mother. And whenever you come across extra money that you could use to help support your parents, instead you say, no, I'm taking that money to church for a special offering. And he said, in that way, you break the commandment and don't take care of your parents. So it was obviously up there for Jesus. Another time, a rich young man came to Jesus and said, what should I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus rattled off about four or five of the commandments. But one of the ones he rattled off was, honor your father and your mother. That was extremely high in God's value system was our family order. Now you might say, well, didn't Jesus also say one time, whoever uh, doesn't hate his mother and father is not worthy of following me. Well, in fact, he did say that. Uh, But most people understand the way that Jesus was speaking is called a Semitism. It's a way they spoke in the near uh, ancient Near East, which is they spoke often in hyperbole. And so to hate something in this regard meant to love less. So if I hate my father and mother, it means I love them less. And what do I love them less than? I love them less than Jesus himself. And so what Jesus is really doing is this is an exception that proves the rule of how important it is to love parents and for parents to love children. It's so important that the only thing that outranks it is the love that we have for Jesus himself. That's the only thing that comes above the care that we have in God's family one for another. But you might say, well, wait a minute. Did Moses say you could take the babies away from the mother? And just let the mother go? How loving is that? Well, you got me on that one. I suspect that the, um, the higher value here is that you took the eggs away so that you would feed your children. And if there's a hierarchy, it's fair to say your children come above the children of your pets or the children of your birds. But I think the greater argument here is simply this. What happens to birds and their eggs is important enough for God to make a commandment about. How much more important is what happens between moms and dads and their children? I think we could argue, as I've tried to to say before in Deuteronomy, that the entire structure of, uh, of, um, of our faith is built on family. And on family loving and respecting one another. Paul will pick up this theme to the Ephesians when he says in Ephesians 6, honor your father and mother. It's the only command with a promise of the Ten Commandments. And then goes on to say, and by the way, mom and dad, don't provoke or annoy your children just for the heck of it. Love them well also. There was a great principle that they used in interpretation, which was the first time you see a verse... It applies to the second time you see it. But there was another principle that we saw Jesus use, which was basically, if this is true, then how much more so is something else? So in other words, Jesus says, if God takes care of the flowers, remember that? Remember the flowers in the field that are dressed even finer than Solomon? If God takes care of them, how much more will God take care of you? If God knows about a sparrow, how much more does God know and care about you? I think the same thing is going on here. If God has a regulation for how mother birds and eggs are dealt with, and that's important to God, how much more important are the relationship between God's very own children and their parents 
And then if you go past that, how much more important is it that God's children are cared for by God Himself? One of the things that happens in the Scripture is our God oftentimes will talk about caring for the children. And, uh, and we'll talk about if there's the fatherless, God will be their father. If they, if they uh, need nurturing, God will nurture them. Jesus says to the people of Jerusalem, I wish like a mother hen I could gather you together. Jesus says to his disciples, when you pray, call God Father. That if, if the relationship between mother and bird is important to God, how much more so is the relationship between us and our parents? But even how much more? is the relationship between us and our God. Our God wants us to know that we are parented. We are loved. If something goes amiss or there are difficulties with our earthly parents, or even if things are wonderful with our earthly parents and we're feeling not protected, but we're, or we're feeling unnurtured or we're feeling alone, God wants to say, I myself will nurture you. I myself will protect you. I myself will raise you and love you. And just to prove the point, God gave God's one and only Son so that we might be brought closer into that family. There's a story you've heard me tell before about a, a son, a prince, who rebelled against his father, the king. Well, the rebellion didn't go well, so the prince had to run away out of the country for his life. And the king though it may not have been great military or political strategy, wanted his son to come back. So he sent an emissary to the son and said, please come back. And the son responded, I've gone too far. I cannot come back. And so the king sent another emissary to his son and said, well, if you can't come back, come as far as you can and I will meet you. When we come to the communion rail today, we remember that as important as relationships might be in the animal kingdom, how much more important are relationships in the human kingdom and how much more important are relationships in God's kingdom. God wants you. God wants you to know that you are loved. God wants you back. And God has come to this rail this morning to meet you. Can you come that far?